The College Football Experience Army Black Knights 2023 Team Preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to get started today. And as always, remember folks to let it ride. This is Randy Cross. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Excited to talk Black Knight football. You might be wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes, sir, sir, sir. (laughs) We're talking Army Black Knight football, one of my favorite, favorite teams in all the land. But I'm, I'm I'm a little bit angry. I'm a little bit angry. Do tell. Well, they're running out of the gun this year because the NCAA and any any communist piece of shit out there, that you know, changing the rules of football, changing the rules of football. I want to talk to you about it. Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, let's go. Oh yeah, let's go. We're talking about one of my favorite, so favorite saying. football programs. I think we went. The, we were asked recently to rank our top ten programs. Army fell. I want to say seven or eight for me. Seven or eight. Look, they're they're definitely top twenty-five material for old Dundee. Yeah. Well, Patty C, let's talk about this Fun for a program. second. You still gonna love them out of the gun? I have to see it, but it is a lot more difficult. I'm going to say off the top. What's wrong? What's going on with our, our world folks. If you didn't know, army has been running the triple option. I feel like since the beginning of time, Yeah, since (laughs) it was introduced or at least our entire lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, terrible people have come along and, uh, push this bullshit agenda. Um, that, that, uh, you know, cut blocking is tarot is, is bad for football. I disagree completely. Standard blocking is standard blocking. Just call it a cut block. It's just, you know, you happen to be 
hitting someone in the thighs where it's encouraged to hit someone on defense. Yes. And that's what Paul Johnson's argument is that they, and they have yet to show any, any data to back this up. And it's fucking ridiculous because Paul Johnson's right. And if you're t- if they're teaching you to tackle low, what is the difference between the two? Yeah. Uh, to be clear, an offensive player can initiate helmet to helmet contact with no penalty, no, no, no consequence. Yeah. Right. But they can't go after the legs because we want to protect the defender's legs. But the defender, on the flip side, yeah. right, the defender can't go head to head, but they're they taught. To. Yeah, they have to go low, right. which is exactly what Paul Johnson's talking about. This is absolutely absurd, and I, it, I like. I think the NCAA fucked up. I think they need to change this stat. Like by the time they're listening to this fucking podcast, or at least by next year, they need to correct this ruling. This ruling because they're completely in the wrong, and it's absolutely ridiculous. But. Patty C. I want to talk regardless. Cause I, I look, I could go on a spiel. This is the Army Black Knights. This is a rich program. Yeah, you might not know your history, folks. This is a nine-time national champions. Woo! Nine times! World War II was good to the Army Black Knights. Oh, do you think, oh, that's all ancient history? No, they're 58 and 31 since 2016. Only one losing season since 2016, Patty C. Hmm. Oh, and during that stretch, maybe say, I don't know, past 30 years, I don't know. They only scored wins, what, three times against Rutgers, twice against Vanderbilt, three times against Louisville, twice against Boston College, three times against Duke, twice against Cincinnati, three times against the Houston Cougars, Baylor, uh, SMU, Northwestern, Wake Forest, San Diego State, Missouri, all taking losses to Army. And oh, if you want to throw in just over the past, uh, I'd say, 15 years, uh, overtime losses at Oklahoma, at Michigan, push them to the brink. Four point loss to West Virginia in a game they should have won. Yeah. Six point loss at State College. Uh, Wake Forest by uh, they, they one score games twice they lost. Texas A and M by four two different times. Mm. One in San Antonio, one in one in uh, College Station. I mean, talk about, and we'll get to the recruiting rankings, which we really shouldn't even talk about because twenty four seven acts like they don't even recruit. You know, yeah, the fe- the the players that they're getting don't even make the list on twenty four seven recruits. We will argue that. We will argue that all day. We all right. Will. We think they have excellent recruits, not only obviously for the military and for you know defending the country, but for the football team. One hundred percent. And look, it just means more. Uh, that's what the the SEC slogan. I, they should say they just pay more because Tennessee did pay a cool million dollars to not play Army on their schedule last year. Mm. Yeah, Army was supposed to play Tennessee. Tennessee said uh, J- Josh Heupel said, "You know what? I I saw what they did to Oklahoma and Michigan. I, I see smoke. Jeff Munkin as a as a as a awesome coach. We don't want to lose this game. Yeah. So here's a million dollars to not play us. Now let me let me say this. Uh, you know, part of what makes it you 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 pointed out um, Mikey Stadium. Uh, incredible on the Hudson River. You got the woods, the military base. We're, we're gonna have college football campus tour, aka Michael Barker, talk to us about. Come on about yeah. that. Um, you got the 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 fans in the crowd all dressed out in the fatigues. Unbelievable environment, and running the triple option is part of that mojo that yeah. makes them such. No, a America's a worse country with Army out of the gun. Yeah, I agree, but I am curious to see if it's mainly in name or if they've if they're 
And they have to be incorporating elements of the triple option. And they this. are, they uh-huh. are. Don't worry about it. We're going to get to it all folks. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience army black Knights, 2023 previews brought to you by edge boost. Yeah. Edge boost is the world's first bet. Now pay later visa card edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be extremely valuable. If you, uh, you know, let's say you're gambling and you wanted to bet some more, but you're thinking, ah, maybe the wife's going to look at the old transaction record. No quarterback sneak this thing. Uh, imagine uh, what you can do with an increased bankroll. You can get what, what, get down on some futures. Maybe you, maybe you think army on the over this year, you see our sweet graphic and you should be watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience for army. The, uh, the, the trick plays in the quarterback sneak play action past this thing. That's true. Play action past this thing. Uh, You're wide open. Yes. The wife yes, won't see traditionally, it coming. The wife will not see it coming. Uh, but yeah, you can get down on some, maybe your f- favorite future of army over six wins because like I said, they've only had one losing season since 2016. Um, or maybe double down on your favorite bet. Maybe you're like this year, we're going to what they, they Navy sends off. Kenny Amatololo. We're going to beat the midshipmen. All right, we're gonna beat the midshipmen. Maybe you want to double down on that. Well, it's a perfect opportunity to with Edge Boost. Edge Boost isn't also some sleazy loan shark. Right? You don't got to worry about your kneecaps as you're exiting, you know, the American Legion. All right, <laughs> uh, look, because they have z- they charge zero percent interest. All right, zero interest. That's incredible right there. All right. So support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sports gambling podcast.com slash edge to sign up. Once again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use probably gambling call what your gambler. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Patty C I rattled off this historic program. I talked to you about them and looking back at last season, Six and six season, kind of a down year, but this is my thing. Army and and who knows this year going out of the gun. We're going to touch base on that in a second, but they did lose some close games, and I feel like they're always going to be in close games. Um, losing uh, to by ten at Brook Stadium in Conway, South Carolina, to Coastal. Losing by three in overtime to UTSA. That game they should have won. A good Coastal. They should have. They should have. Nine UTSA. and four Coastal yeah. team. A uh, eleven and three UTSA team. Uh, they lost to Air Force by six. Air Force was ten and three. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Troy by one at Troy. You know what Troy was? Uh, what was Troy? Troy was twelve, 12 and, and two, two. and yeah. one of those losses was a hail mary. Yeah. So, so all their losses <laughs> are to at least nine win teams, with the exception of all their close losses. But Wake Forest was a uh, eight win team, eight win ACC team, and Georgia State was the only bad team, four and eight. Georgia State caught them, caught them off guard. Yeah. All right, caught them off guard. But the other ones, you know, they're a good team. They're, this team is better than their record. They beat UConn. UConn was a bowl team. Jim Moore's uh, first year. Um, this team, what is better than I think what their final performance? You know was. what? Let me let me be honest here. Let's not let's not make this a complete puff piece here. Army didn't beat many good teams last year. FCS Colgate. Now they whooped them. Whooped ULM, who's a Villanova is not a bad FCS team. They're respectable, but they're still an FCS team. UMass okay. is trash. Yeah, no. UConn. It, uh, UConn was a bowl team last year. Decent. Yeah. And then obviously Navy, you're, you got a double overtime classic. Uh, but they got to win some of those close games. 
Yeah. I mean, I overall, I think uh for the know, record, I was on the under in army last year and it hit. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. Uh Jeff Munkin had been, you know, uh 10 or several nine four nine win seasons in the previous five years. Uh and then lays this six. I can, I can six. tell you what happened. Tyrell Robinson got out for the year. What game did that happen? Do we remember it? I'm not sure. I think that was in the final game though. I think I think it was against Navy. I can tell you what happened. They didn't win those close games. Uh, yeah, that that is part of it. But maybe uh, no, he only had 38 rushes on the season. Had yeah, there's early. no way. Had yeah, had early. Early. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he was such a a, a, a great part of their uh, attack. Um, I'm gonna pull that up and see when he got hurt because he is like 38 rushes had to be like at least in the first month, right? Yeah. I mean, Army runs the ball like a thousand times a game. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, either way, something wasn't clicking completely last year. Um, but they were in those games, man. Yeah. They were in all those games with the exception of the wake forest game. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they're better than their record was last year. Sure. Uh, now the, you, you look back at the, at the numbers from a season ago, they were the 62nd best scoring offense in the country. They were the second best rushing offense in the country, Patty C, but they weren't even close to first. Looks like he got injured against Wake Forest, so that was early. Be- yeah, before yeah. the midpoint of the season. But look, hold on, we're talking the second best rush offense, but they weren't even close to to, to number one, right? It wasn't Air Force just like a solid like twenty or forty yards better uh, per game? Thirty, uh, at least thirty-five yards better per game. Yeah. Well, they were a better passing team than Air Force. They were 129th <laughs> out of 131. Last year was 131. This year's 133. Uh, the total offense, though, Petty C, eighty sixth. Well, that that shows you just how like identical these teams are. Is like they played each other close last year. What was the score of that Army Air Force game? A, a, a six point game, right yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Um, and here Air Force was ten and three, and and fifteen points away from going undefeated. And here Army is six and six. Yeah. A lot of close losses. So. When you're running a, a similar system, I mean, like like we said, the number one uh, rush offense in the nation for Air Force, number two rush offense for uh, Army. Now, one big de- a similar passing. I want to say Air Force was in the 60s. You said Army was where passing. Army was 129th passing. They were actually better than Air Force at passing. Oh no! Oh, oh to overall, I'm thinking. Oh, overall offense, 86th. 86. I think so. A pretty big gap. Yeah, 60 something for uh, for Air Force. So. Offensively, Air Force a little bit better. They are running the ball uh, better than uh, Army. And then uh, defensively, you mentioned uh, rushing defense was a real yeah. We'll, hold on, we'll get to defense in a second. But offensively, they have a new offensive coordinator and and, a, and kind of a new philosophy in a way. Yeah. Uh, they brought in Drew Thatcher. He's the new offensive coordinator, and Drew Thatcher. Uh, comes over. This is going to be interesting. I went down a rabbit hole of watching uh, Nebraska Kearney's offense. So, so Drew Thatcher uh, has was was uh, with Nebraska Kearney um, of recent, and uh, there he guided uh, the, their team. They had a, a quarterback named T.J. Davis, who was MIAA Offensive Player of the Year in 2022. Patty C. 25 over 2,500 uh, combined yards. They also made the playoffs, uh, the D two playoffs in 2021. They averaged 34 points a game, 450 yards of offense per game, and was uh, one of the top D two rushing teams prior to that. 
he was at uh, New Mexico Military Institute, right? Yeah. Guess who he coached there? Who's that? Jordan Tayamu. Oh wow! Yes, as they went to the El Toro Bowl in 2013. Uh, and they were a really good running team there, dual threat uh, quarterback. So, so uh, he's got a knack for coaching up dual threat. The QBs. irony here is that he was a wide receiver for New Mexico State back with How Mummy in the air raid offense in 2004 to 2008. Interesting. So, uh, run first guy out of the air raid. Yeah, and air- you figure it out, Patty C. <laughs> But they're making this transition on offense, and I, I I watched a lot of film on Nebraska Kearney, and it seems like they do a lot of uh, quarterback draws and designed quarterback runs. Um, it'll be interesting to see out of the gun how that uh, how that looks if they continue to stay consistent, you know, based off that offense a year ago. Four or five starters back on the offensive line. You got that. You know, I, if you're telling me you're going to install a new offense, one of the first things I want to look at is what is returning on the line of scrimmage. Four or five on the offensive line, the new QB, and this is this is rumored. I mean, we don't have they obviously this will play out in August. Is uh, Bryson Daly? Hopefully, he doesn't paint his uh, pinky nails. Uh, <laughs> but Bryson Daly uh, has to beat out Zach Mundell and uh, Aylin Mitchell. But I, I'm I'm seeing that Daly's waited his turn. It's I think he's a, a four four year guy with the program. Remember, that's another thing to pay attention to, and and maybe some of the uh, army struggles in those close games are the fact that all these other teams have like Stetson Bennett players that are like thirty five years old everywhere. Yeah, Army doesn't do this shit. Army doesn't. Army, Air Force, Navy, they don't do the portal. Uh, I think there's. I lo- I pulled up their portal rankings. They lost uh, Anthony Adkins, a running back to UCLA. That's all. That was. That's it. Yeah. Right. So they also don't do the extra COVID eligibility. Well, they can't have those guys in there for six or seven years. Yeah, you know. But the teams they're facing, the guys are six or seven years old. Or, yeah, or send them overseas. Yeah, you know. But yeah, you're right. They're they're facing a bunch of Stetson Bennett, 25 years old. Yeah, still yeah. hasn't graduated Georgia. You know that, right? <laughs> really? He still has not. <laughs> right now, he's right. in the NFL. Van Wilder yeah. of uh, quarterbacks. Uh, and so Bryson Daly, if he beats out Mundell and Mitchell, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'll tell you this. I kind of, I'm so curious, you know, we talked about the college football storylines a lot on the college football experience. And you know, a lot of, you know, the big storylines are what Deion Sanders at Colorado, which we're super excited to watch or Bobby Petrino can Jimbo and Bobby Fisher or Bobby Fisher uh, can Jimbo Fisher and Bobby Petrino coexist. (laughs) Yeah. Play chess like Bobby Fisher. (laughs) Uh, Can they, can they, uh, yeah, that's one of the great storylines. I feel like coming into this season, I think one of the biggest storylines is, is army in this shotgun offense Sure, because I could tell you, I, they, they return their receivers, Isaiah Austin and a, and, uh, and Marshall, they have Noah short who's transferring over from the defensive side of the ball. I think uh, army fans remember him from, for a block, a block of the kick against uh, Navy. Uh, but he's coming over. He's going to play the slot position. Patty C they bring back their tight end, Joshua Lingenfelter. Uh, <laughs> and to me where I see areas of skill, Tyrell Robinson, this guy's a stud man. Yeah. I think they might be able to figure some things out. Just get this guy, the ball, just get this guy, the ball, you know, assuming he's back at a hundred percent after the ACL injury. Yeah. I, I'm, I, it's confirmed, uh, you know, for, uh, fifth game of the year, he was injured 
prior to that, if I were to take all four of his, uh, you know, full games, it looks like he's getting like eight or nine rushes only a, a game, but no, they got to get him the ball more. He's at 8.4 rushes uh, yards per rush. Like I said, truth Thatcher, call 1-800 pick Dundee, get him the ball more. If, if he's playing at the same level that we've seen him over the past year and a half. Yeah, get him the ball more. He's uh, kind of their Eric Metcalf of their uh, yeah. team. I mean, nice yeah. uh, thirteen point four yards per punt return. That's that's pretty good with a touchdown in there. Uh, well, they have not only him. Tyson Riley is back. Who w- I was impressed by. I know we just watched a lot of film on on the Army Black Knights. Yeah. He's back, and same with Jacoby Buchanan. So Tank. like, dude, I love the backfield. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I kind of love I. <laughs> They're just must watch TV each each and every week to me this year. Going to the gun, even though I think it's ridiculous the NCAA did this thing. Well, and, and let me know. say this: the triple option is what it is, right? Without elite talent, I mean, elite. You can coach up a lot, but when you're dealing with not five stars all over your roster, it's going to be hard to be be a championship level team. I think that the triple option gives you the best opportunity com- to compete with those guys, like Army has shown time and again. Um, but maybe with the talent that they have here, because they are getting, or they have better talent it's clearly visible on tape, how good these guys are. Maybe, maybe a little something else. An, another wrinkle gives them more of a chance to you An know, advantage for this year. Maybe who knows, be. who knows defensively um, is interesting because uh, defensively last year, you know, I remember just a few years ago, I think Jay Bateman was the DC and they were like a top 15 defense. Well, last year they were the 34th best scoring defense. They were 118th against the run. What? What? Well, they did play Navy and Air Force. So, I mean, that, those stats may be True. a little skewed. <laughs> Maybe more like 80th. Right. But still, dude, I mean, we watched the Georgia State game uh, just a 30 minutes ago, and like Georgia State was getting some big time yardage plays against the Nova was too. Yeah. Um, we're, we're stunned by that because it's like you. Face the run almost exclusively every single practice. How is that going to be the soft point of your defense? True, and they were the third best passing defense in the in the country. But once again, they played they played uh, uh, Air, Air Force and, and Navy. Yeah. Uh, probably like the twenty fifth best pass uh, defense in the country. <laughs> Altogether, they chart at forty fourth in the nation. Patty, see, like that's got that can't that can't stay. Like, that's not terrible. Forty four. No, but Nate Nate Woody's got to be a better ru- rush defense. You got to have a better rush defense. Yeah. If you're gonna, you're gonna, I guarantee you, you pull back the years before when they had those nine ten win seasons. Yeah. They they were not 118th in the country. So Nate Woody's got his work cut out for him there. Uh, defensively, there. See, this is where it's interesting. They're replacing their entire defensive line. Andre Carter, who was a you know an NFL guy, that guy's a stud. He's gone. Yeah. All right. Um. And you don't just uh, get that guy walking through the door every every year. They do have two defensive linemen that have played a lot, and maybe maybe they can make a difference. Um, they do return their top tackler and Leo Leo Lowen, great name, uh, in the linebacking core. They they bring back two linebackers, tackling machine. The secondary I actually think is in decent shape. I worry about I worry about the defensive line and perhaps maybe a little bit of the linebacker spot. Uh, but the secondary, you know, the Jabari Jabari Moore is back, and you know I was impressed with them last year. Uh, Hammonds and Dia Demencio are, are are back at the safety spot if I can get those correct. <laughs> and here's a concerning thing too: brand new kicker, brand new punter. Patty C. These service academies always pay the price to me with bad ki- bad kicking. 
Yeah. Field goals specifically. I always feel like a lot of close games, you'll see army, Navy, air force. I feel like air force always has a little bit better kicker than, than army and Navy, but I, I've watched a lot of games where, you know, Navy, oh, you're kicking it, in that altitude up in the mountains. The ball flies a little true. further. That, that's true. But um, that could be a concern. If you're in a lot of close games, I look at the schedule and man, the schedule's tough. We're going to get into it in a second here. Um, but I don't know. What do you make? What do you make of the defense? Do you think the defense will be improved? I think, I think it could be, uh, it's tough to say. I mean, it really, it doesn't, it, it defies logic that a team that, you know, runs the triple option is the second best rushing offense in the country would be the, the, what do we say? The hundred uh, 118th rush defense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Um, maybe they're just committing like, you know, three in the box and then making everyone else cover the pass, or maybe they faced air force and Navy and that, that, that skews this stats that drastically. I don't think it possibly could. I think they, they have to figure something out. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, you'll see the sweet ass graphic shout out to our guy, Cameron Kerr, who does this, uh, does the graphics for us. Quite frankly, I, I think they're in store for a little step back because you know, they had that fine tune Jeff Munkin. That has been his system and he is the one you know, managing it. And now he's letting someone else kind of call the shots offensively. You know, it, it's, it, it, it takes a while for an offense to get fine tuned. Um, You might be right. You might be right. And I actually think this year's schedule is harder than last year's schedule. We're going to get into it right now, but the win total sitting at six Patty C um, here's why I feel like this is a challenge, even though we're a little bit of an unknown with the new NCAA rules and, and what this offense will be putting out there. Uh, the schedule, I think this year is a lot tougher than last year. Now, last year they, they beat ULM, right? T- uh, Terry Bowden, good coach. I think he's going to be in year three. Now I think they're going to be probably a little improved. I know they get hit in the portal every year, but they beat they beat uh, ULM forty eight to twenty four last year. Nice I friend. think ULM is at a little bit of an advantage by getting a month of prep, and they have to go to Monroe, uh, Louisiana at Malone Stadium, week one. Never fade Bowden in a big game. I don't what know are you doing here in this game? game? I'm taking Army easy. Come on, I don't think they're going to fall off that far. They still have a crap ton of talent. To work with, I'll take Army too. But I, I like the fact if you're telling me, if I'm ULM, if I'm a ULM fan, the one time I'd want to play Army, uh, you know, I'm not going to pull a Tennessee and pay him a million dollars to not be on the schedule. I want to prep for a month. But the problem is, is what are you prepping for? Yeah. You got to go study. You got to be doing what I do, watching Nebraska Kearney and New Mexico military film. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this, uh, Monroe, Louisiana. I feel like isn't that close to where the uh, Tigerland uh, movie movie was shot? <laughs> that sounds uh, accurate. It's uh, look, they're going to they they want to slap around those Coast Guard guys a little <laughs> go bit. Go watch the movie Tigerland back like twenty five years ago. It's a good thirty something odd years yeah. ago. Good uh, fun movie. Yeah, but you know, they, 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 you got to figure they want to go deliver a message to the Coast Guard guys, and they're going to be doing some recruiting down in Louisiana. You got to figure. There you go. Send the message. So you got to want to know. Want to know. Then they take on the Delaware State Hornets of the FCS. Delaware State, Patty C. A year ago, uh, five and six. This is a win. This is a win. So two and zero. Oh, 
telling you winning is contagious, Patty. See confidence, you know, a, a real thing. And then they have a, a short week as they head to the Alamo dome, the house that uh, Willie Anderson built. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? This is their first loss. I mean, you would have to figure, although we just watched tape on this. Granted, it was in Mikey Stadium. But the, but UTSA was a little asleep. They had just played the Houston Cougars the week before. Yeah, had lost in triple overtime the week before, and then come back and, you know, get the overtime win against Army. I, and Frank Harris, Captain Harris, the quarterback of UTSA, he's back. He's back. You have to lean UTSA. I got to take UTSA. Down in San Antonio. But so, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Well, then you got a back-to-back away situation because they head up to one of the stupidest stadiums in college football, the JMA Wireless Dome, uh, aka the Carrier Dome. Syracuse still hasn't been winning much ever since they moved to that dome, um, with the exception of what the '80s, the late. Uh, I feel like when they moved to like ah, they won in the '90s. Yeah, but still, they were a much better team prior to having that dome. Yeah, Dino Babers a good coach though. Good coach. Back to back away games, San Anto- two dome games back to back for Army football as they go from the filthy Alamo Dome to the filthy Carrier Dome. Uh, what I- they're going to be two and two, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I think they probably lose to Syracuse, but are we sure Syracuse? I mean, Shredder is Shredder back? Yep. Mm, but an eye's gone. But the his guy is running the offense. This quarterback coach Jason, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his last name, but. Uh, Syracuse still has got They're running a nice offense. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to lean Syracuse there, but that that's not a hard, you know, we're assuming that, you know, Syracuse we're going to was a bowl team a year ago. Yeah. I mean, Syracuse is good, uh, but they barely squeaked by UVA. Uh, they're not a great team and army. It's I, winnable for army. It's very I, winnable. I got them two and two. It's not that long of a trip. In I got them two and two. I'll say two and two as well. And then they get a buy and then they host the Boston college Eagles. This is more winnable than Syracuse to me. Yeah, just because they got them at home. Boston College and, and Army, by the way, have been playing since 1917. Boston College holds a 25-13 all-time lead, Patty C. But the last time they went to West Point in 2012, Army did win 34-31. Patty C actually, uh, I mean, it's a little tricky. This matchup's more homo aesthetical than the Army Navy game. Um, these teams look very similar. They are. They, they have the same uniform, right? Yeah, <laughs> almost. Uh, yeah. Um, no, no, uh, um, Army getting them off a of bye. Is Boston College coming off? Of, no, Boston College. You know, not a hard game the week before against UVA, but still bye week the week before. Yeah, um, Army gets the bye week. Uh, yeah, both of them essentially coming off a of bye there. You still got to favor BC. <sighs> I think they'll get one of two against Syracuse or BC. <laughs> you know, I think it's a hard L against UTSA. I think they get one of two against uh, Syracuse or BC. I got them at two and three. You're a doubter. You're a doubter. I don't. There's too many unknowns. Then they take on the Troy Trojans, who were dynamite last year. Now Troy only beat them by one, ten to nine. Well, all right. Let me correct this. Then they'll get one of those three. They'll get one of those three. You're gonna give him three L's there, right there. I just feel like no, I don't know Army's offense. Okay, I'll play devil's advocate. Give me one of those three, right? So that puts them at what three and three and three, right? Uh yeah. Three and three, and then they head to to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They're just all over Louisiana, right? <laughs> uh, to take on Brian Kelly and his family. Um, 
<laughs> With the triple option, I would have given them a real live. They'd be a real live dog here. There's too big of an unknown with the new offense. They're three and four. Yeah. Then they take on Don Brown and UMass. I like them getting some some great Northeast football. I love this here. matchup. This should yeah. happen every year. Uh, we want the Northeast Conference, not not the NEC, but they beat UMass in Amherst at the McGurk, forty-four to seven a year ago. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't. I, I this is a win. They're yes. four and four. Has to be. Then they head to Mile High Stadium, not Colorado Springs. They're in Denver. Um. I want this pilot. I want. It's a matter of national security. <laughs> the commander in chief, right? Or is that no? Wait, is that mm, no? That's one the, of a few games yeah, that make up the yeah. commander in chief uh, competition. Army Air Force in Mile High, November fourth. It's going to be cold. I still lobby that this game should be played on Veterans Day or Thanksgiving. They should rotate that between yes. Air Force and Navy. Yes. So one Give, of these, honor yeah. this game with a uh, with a, a military or, or or national holiday. I don't care if it's on a Monday. Put it on. Yeah. We want more. It's it, trust me. It'll be more entertaining than the NFL Monday night game. Yeah. Um, Patty C, I got Air Force winning this. You? I would say yes. I mean, we just did the Air Force preview and we gave it to them. I think the fact that I mean, it's it's pretty tough that Army has to go back to back years down to Texas and then up to Colorado. Those are two longer road trips for uh, Army than they are for. And finally, next year they'll go back to New York for this game. But long road trip, I think it favors Air Force, and Air Force is a step ahead of them right now. Then, oh, glad to see this rivalry back. They've been playing this game since 1914. But watch out, and I say watch out because the last time they played in 2002 in West Point, Holy Cross won 30 to 21. Dude, the Crusaders versus the Black Knights. Dude, Holy Cross, folks. If you don't know Holy Cross football, first off, listen to the FCS College Experience because that is a that's a brand new feed that we got going. But I covered it on this very show, uh, uh, you know, the past year. Uh, Holy Cross was undefeated in the regular season last year. Patty C. They are they bring back Matthew Saluka, who is a beast quarterback. Right, he's like Tim Tebow of yeah. the FCS. Holy cross. I know you, you look, if you pull up the schedule from a year ago, you say they're 12 and one, but their one loss was to the team that won the FCS championship. And that final score is 42, 21, but a little deceiving. Yeah. That was a, like a 28, 21 game. No, Holy cross deep is into the third right yes. there in contention for national championship. Well, and need, the I, FCS need I mention that Holy cross uh, beat the Buffalo bulls in the Mac last year at Buffalo the yep. year prior beat Yukon. At UConn, no stranger into going to other Northeast stadiums and taking taking wins. Hate to tell you this, buddy, I am not taking Army to beat Holy Cross. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Uh, especially if your defense is soft and you got to deal with Saluka. I'm taking Holy Cross. Holy Cross went in there. Look, the, the last time they played in 2002, and I'm glad this rivalry should this game should happen every year. Uh, Holy Cross won. Why would I? Why would I change my ways now? Fair. I mean, it, they they may lose both of these games right here, but I'll say between this game and the next game, both at home, they catch a W. Man, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. Because Grayson McCall is back. The next game, uh, Patty C is referring to is uh, on November 
18th coastal Carolina heads to Mikey stadium to take on the black Knights. No, I'm not doing it, man. Yeah. I could see what your point. I mean, it, it's very possible. They take three straight L's going into Thanksgiving weekend. Then they get uh, Thanksgiving weekend off because remember they play Navy this year. They're playing Navy in Foxborough. Yeah. I'm looking at that. I believe it's been the first time in quite a while that they've been, that they've played North of Philadelphia. So the first home environment kind of for them since I'm looking way back for this. I, it might be ever Patty. See no, West point, New York, 1943. You know, no, they actually played in 2020 up in West Point. So a couple recently, but prior to that, it had been a long time. Army Navy been playing since 1890. It's the best, arguably the best rivalry in all of college football. I would say arguably the best, arguably the best rivalry in all of sports. This is a uh, this is a game though that Army don't look now, and I know Navy's got a new coach with Brian Newberry, but Army has won five of seven. Five of seven after what a fifteen straight game losing streak prior and, to that, and Navy has uh, an eight game lead. This is a critical game before they go to Landover next year. Um, I'll go Army here. I'll even go Army. Uh, I think I'm gonna lean Army too. What's that put them at? To me, I think that puts them at six and six for you. No, I think it puts them look because I was giving you. You got ULM. Delaware State. We decided Boston College would be one, right? Okay, three. That's and three. three. UMass would be four. Navy would be five. Dude, cash. Well, thing. I told them uh, uh, between Air Force, Holy Cross, and uh, Coast Carolina, they're going to get one. No, they're not. Those teams are all really good. Dude, Air Force was really good last year, and uh, they still only lost by one touchdown. And that was in Texas. This is in Denver. All right, that's probably not a win. But Holy Cross is an FCS program. And Coastal Carolina doesn't have their old coach. Between one of those three, Army has proven themselves to be capable of winning. The number six, you got to, you got. I'm going to lean under. Okay, I'm on the. But under. I think they're six and six. I think they're. Six I don't. I actually think they're probably four and eight. I think they're bowling, Colby Dan. <laughs> and uh, look, Jeff Munkin is going to figure it out. And Colby, let's be honest, you have a you you have a little uh, you know chip on your shoulder harder. here. You have a chip on your shoulder because they're uh, abandoning the triple option. Let me point this out too. Jeff Munkin passed over for the Illinois job despite being an Illinois guy in favor of Brett Bielma. His name was on that list. You know, some of the other coaches we and some of the publications we were reading quoted as saying he wants to get away from the triple option. Maybe that's not well, because of the rules. Maybe that's He's not because of the triple option. Maybe it's because he wants to brand himself in a way that is going to get him a better job, a higher paying gig, a less militaristic. No, I think he's happy where he's at. Well, he's a great fit. Well, I think he's upset with the NCA for the rule changes. He's made that pretty, as pretty well known be. as he should be. Um, yeah. I, I think this year's schedule rising, throwing theories out. I just think this this year's schedule is a lot harder than last year's last year. You didn't have an LSU on the schedule. I think UTSA bringing captain Harris back. They'll be, be even better. And it's at UTSA. I think some of the other games they get, Troy John Summerall enters year two. I expect them to still be as good, if not better. I expect uh, well, Holy Cross is a better FCS than they faced last year. And then when you add in these factors, Ryan Kelly's in in year two. LSU will be rolling. They played for the SEC championship. Yeah. Co- uh, Coastal Carolina being able to retain their offensive coordinator, I think, was huge. Even UMass, who I think that this is one of the wins I'm giving them. Yeah. Don Brown's in year two. They only have three 
when three games will they sh- they should be heavy favorites. ULM and ULM gets a month to prep. Delaware State and UMass. Every other game easily losable. So yeah, I think the under is the play here. You gotta play the under on the Army Black Knights, folks. Look, I love America. And I'm sorry to tell you this. And maybe I'm wrong because this offense we can't really we can't really predict. We'll see how well uh, uh, Tyrell Robinson's knee has recovered. What is the most important game of the year to that? I think it's Navy. Syracuse. Oh uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, no no no! I know for the fans it's Navy for them for them to hit the over. Oh, the I over. think it's the Syracuse game because if they're three and one heading into BC coming to West Point before a bye week, then you can really build momentum on on this season. Yeah, that's true. If you have momentum and you're hosting Boston College after a bye week, then you can get to four and one. But the most important game of the season is obvious Navy. If you're an Army fan, right? It's Navy. What I would we- think also Air Force and Holy Cross are, are two important games because they're both at home and they're both going to be challenging. If they can get one of those, then it's well. Close. No, Air Force is in. Oh, you're right. It's yeah. in Denver. That's going to be a hard one to win. Dude, the, the under the under's probably going to cash. I think here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, we're going to be rooting against. We're going to be rooting against our own, or our own play because we're not going to bet it. Look, uh, my 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 professional opinion here is, uh, you know, (laughs) is on the line. Is at stake, but I don't care. I'm always rooting for Army. They're one of my favorite teams. They're freaking cool. They're freaking. They are really cool. Look, we have college football campus tour. We talk Mikey Stadium. We have we have. We have College Football Campus Tour, which is a Twitter account that you should be following. Uh, we got Michael here to, to 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 break things down. Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. I recorded this uh, previously, so let me just play this right now. But to talk about the experience and why you should catch a game in West Point, here it is, my here it is, folks. So. All right. I mean, I am honored to have this guy on to talk about Mikey Stadium. Uh, look, if you're not following this guy, you gotta be following this guy on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. You can also watch this interview, uh, YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. Uh, I give you Michael Barker, Michael Mikey Stadium. Look, I remember uh, I interviewed Randy Cross, former uh, San Francisco 49ers offensive lineman and, and broadcaster, currently uh, for a lot of college football games, and he was telling me one of his favorite places to go. Out of all of college football, a, a lot of it, you know, Mikey Stadium, the campus around it, the Hudson River right there. Sell me or, or not even sell me. Tell me on, on your experience to Mikey Stadium and, and catching an Army Black Knights football game. Yeah, every every all the reviews are great of Mikey Stadium. I think there was uh, Sports Illustrated rated the number three venue in college football a few years ago. Obviously, it's uh, location within the academy there, right on the Hudson River, uh, is very unique. There's also the tradition with it built in 1924. Uh, We know that some of the earlier years of college football, Army was the dominant force. So you're talking about huge games being played there. Uh, I went in 2021, and it was actually the week after the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So it was 9-11, it was uh, the next week, and they played Miami of Ohio. Uh, gorgeous setting, the end zone. They got all the the plaques for the Heisman Trophy winners and and national championships, and they beat Miami of Ohio twenty three to ten. Beautiful, every, everything that you could want. And what what's cool about it is, even though the you know accessing the the water is a little bit beyond the um, the bleachers, they allow you to walk over there and. Split your time between taking in beautiful scenery and, and going in and watching Army football. 
Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm curious. They're actually going to the shotgun this year. The shotgun option, the old Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, it drives me crazy too. Look, and I'm a big Jeff Monken guy. I'm sure he's going to figure it out because I think he's a good football coach. But yeah, it drives me crazy what they're doing to the sport as far as getting rid of that. But one of the things I have to do, this is honestly, I'm ashamed that I haven't been to the stadium because, like you mentioned, l- let alone the, the how old the stadium is and the scenery. The fact that this was once a gigantic power in college football. And, and to tell you the truth, like they've been great uh, ever since Jeff Munkin kind of came in there. I think he's only had one losing season since 2016. Uh, so I got to get out to a game there. What airport do you fly into when, when going to this game, when uh, this stadium? Well, it depends on what, what your criteria is. Mine is always saving money. So I'm going to try to find the LaGuardia and drive there. <laughs> Uh, gotcha. you know, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a different experience going there on non-game days. You have to go and, and check in and get a background check. And, and once you pass that, then you get your car inspected and, and uh, then you can access the, the campus. But on game day, you park a little bit away from the stadium, they bus fans in. So it's very accessible then, but you know, we know that when we think of New York, there are some schools there like Columbia's in Manhattan. Some of them are, in there and they're very landlocked and hard to get to. So having uh, the campus for army out in West point, it makes it a little bit easier to access, obviously beautiful scenery and settings. And like you said, you get in there with the history I've uh, been playing uh, this season will be the 99th year at Mikey stadium. So uh, there's a lot of history there. And, you know, one thing they, they did in 2020 during the COVID year is they played the army Navy game there, which was, only the second time they've ever done it. Usually they're playing at a neutral site like the link or this year it's at Foxborough. The only other time was in 1943 during world war two, they played there. So uh, to get those kind of anomalies and factoids and and be able to walk around such a historic place uh, and see good football, like you said, they changed the rules a little bit to make it. So it's going to be more difficult for them to run their offense, but hopefully they can adjust and, and, and be one of the teams that people do not like to have on their schedule moving forward. You say that Tennessee last year paid, uh, paid the, the army a uh, million dollars to not play them. Uh, the mm. SEC, it just means more. Apparently it means a million dollars more. Uh, and we know army look, they went to Oklahoma, pushed them to overtime. They went to Michigan, pushed them to overtime all in the Jeff Munkin era. So I'm sure he'll find a way uh, to, 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 to make them competitive and make them have winning seasons can, you know, year, year after year. And I need to find a way to get to Mikey stadium, uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on. And like Randy cross said, I, I need to get to the stadium. I, I know you uh, look, if you're a college football guy that likes to go to all the classic stadiums, I, I think you should throw this in your mix. You know, it's not just the blue bloods. And by the way, army used to be a blue blood. So the world changes some. So get yourself out to West point, catch an army football game and make sure you catch yourself on Twitter following Michael Barker at CFB campus tour. I, I mean, this guy goes to like five, six stadiums a week. I feel like he's uh, honestly, he posts the, uh, the, the game photo of the day. I feel like you gotta get over there and check him out. It's one of the best follows I think you can do if you love college football uh, on Twitter there, Michael, I appreciate you and uh, go black Knights. Go black Knights, And as always, I appreciate you having me. Wow. Mikey stadium. Hope you dug, uh, you know, obviously college football campus story. Okay. Michael Barker, that guy's a legend. That guy He's a great man. I mean, dude, just the fact I got to get out there for a game. 
where, where does it reside his best life? Where does it reside on? Like, if I told you, you had a, a jet and let, you know, you can go any f- college football stadium. Where would that be in your ranks of visiting? Well, I'm TMZ Pat. So, you know, the big stadiums are, are ones that I want to see, but you know, this is one of the thing that like stood out to me about Mikey stadium is uh, supposedly it's on the uh, military base. When they, when they score the touchdowns, they show like the uh, other bank of the uh, Hudson river and the cannons are shooting off. It looks like a scene from like the civil war or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. that is kind of cool. No, they kill Stonewall Jackson every time they score a touchdown. <laughs> All right. I, right. I don't know if you know that folks, <laughs> folks, we're both on the under where we're wishing the best for army. And obviously we think the NCAA is a bunch of crooks and whoever put that fucking rule uh, you know, implemented that rule, uh, you know, whoever voted on that, I think they deserve, uh, they deserve something terrible. Patty C uh, folks, but subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we deserve something awesome because we're previewing the army black Knights and we're previewing every single team in the land, all 133 teams. We do it each and every year. Well, 131 last year, we got 133 this year because Sam Houston state and Jacksonville state are part of the FBS now. So stay tuned and look, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Also subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Subscribe, tell a friend because we're going team by team. We've been doing this shit for years. Subscribe, tell a friend and uh, get on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Maybe you disagree with us. Maybe you're an army black Knight fan. First off, we love you. Shout out to our troops. Uh, big respects there. there. You let you know, you give us the freedom to be a bunch of idiots over here and just uh, talk college football. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> we do take full advantage of that. But please, if you can, hop on over to iTunes, give us a five star review. We'd appreciate it. And maybe you can tell us here, hey, Army's going. Ten- they're going undefeated. You're a fucking idiot, Colby. Go over there, do it. I, I'm all on board. All right. Uh, also, give Patty C a follow on Twitter at Patty C831. Remember, NC Nick's not with us, but he's here in spirit. Give him a follow, NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D, and the College Football Experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give us a follow. And cannot wait for the season. Get that SGPN app. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. You'll get access to all of our contests. Yes, we have a slew of contests. Uh, that you know you can win some money and so do that and uh, all right until that until the next episode because we're going one by one baby all right this is the college football experience Army Black Knights preview you better start thinking about yours and we out of here X marks the spot X marks the crossroads. Straight lines crossing over in the middle. That's the letter you must see to find the treasure or the clue or the X-ray machine that's looking right inside of you. X is the letter without which one could not do. X marks the spot. 